You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. No. Okay, and the lighter note, it's time to kill Kevin. Yes. All right. And folks, that's the way we'll start Geeky Issue Ever, episode 258, Elisa Has a Mission. Or as I told her in the pre-show text, she is the uh, pod death squad. So right. she's she's out to get me. And the reason she's out to get me is because Melissa's not here this week. For some reason, she thinks on Mother's Day that she can just toddle off and be a mother. You know, I don't know what her problem is, but, you I'm know, here. that's right. You're here. So, I mean, that's the important part. Elisa's here. That's right. And the other mother in the group, Mike's here. <laughs> I was going to say, there's some people that's tried to call me a mother, and I think they're just confused because I'm pretty sure I know how I identify myself. So um, I think I've got it right. But, yeah, I think they're just a little mixed up. But, yeah, I'm here, and um, I took my wife, my uh, the mother of my children, the person that puts up with me. We went out to the uh, drive-in, and we had a, a hamburger and some uh, um, some ice cream. So I uh, – I treated her, and we took Molly, our dog, with us. So, you know, uh, both my wife and my dog got treated today. So uh, I think I'm doing okay. Well, that's very nice. We actually had a cookout at my in-laws yesterday. Just a low-key type of affair. Um, and just relaxed, had dinner, and did a few things, and then came home. My wife didn't want to do anything today. I offered to buy <laughs> dinner, you know, bring it in, do whatever. She didn't want to do anything, so she went about doing laundry and straightening up and baking and stuff all day. Then she made a big fancy dinner for us. So, well, yeah, and our uh, as long as we're discussing stuff here, uh, my Friday night or our Friday night was busy because well, this whole week has been busy. We've had graduation. This is graduation week at the school, so we've had uh, awards night one night, a musical one night, uh, baccalaureate one night, an FFA banquet one night. We had a track meet on Friday, and we had to get set up for graduation. And then as soon as I got off work at two, we drove about an hour and a half up to North Dakota to the uh, casino up there, and we saw Pam Tillis and Lori Morgan up there. And uh, we got stuck with the jacuzzi suite. Uh, uh, first time I used a jacuzzi, yeah, it was okay. No, no, ain't um, nobody going to be jacuzzi in me. <laughs> you, there you go. You remember that, don't you? No. Eddie Murphy, Trading Spaces. Oh, yeah, I remember that movie. They, I guess I don't I remember that line. They, told, they, they had him get in the bathtub. They said, it's a jacuzzi. He said, man, ain't nobody going to be jacuzzi in me. <laughs> So we got done. Uh, so we stayed overnight. Then we had to come back. Uh, so we, I had to do graduation at uh, two o'clock yesterday afternoon. So it's been a busy day. So after got done with uh, the graduation yesterday, we just kind of chilled. Like I say, today went out to eat, but didn't do much. I've been playing video games and, and doing things. So it's a low key day. So for the real mother among us, what have you been doing today, Elisa? Sitting on my butt being a slug. I awesome. can support that. <laughs> and then it was just Tom and I, and we had our annual Mother's Day Chinese food, which <laughs> the salt, the MSG is like, my mouth is so dry right now yeah. from from all that Chinese food, but it's good. Yeah, that is good. That sounds like a fun day. Nice, quiet, fun day. I mean, I got up this morning, did a few things, and then took a nap. So <laughs> I was, that I needed to rest too. up. So we were actually we were up kind of late last night because we were watching the uh, uh, race from uh, Kansas, the uh, the Monster Cup race. 
There was one horrific crash in that race. Oh my god, I, it was one of the worst ones I've seen in a long time. The, uh, uh, one of the, uh, oh crap, and his name just went right out of my head. He's one of the younger drivers, had a, a wheel, had a part break in the front of his car. He hit Danica Kirkpatrick, or Danica Patrick, and she spun around. Her car blew up. I mean, Ooh. it just was a ball oh of flame. And then another guy, the guy that drives for Richard Petty now, since Petty hasn't raced in years, but still runs the number 43 like Petty used to, hit that car, and the back end of his car went up, and he almost went vertical and then came back down. But Danica slid down towards the infield, you know, in a ball of flame. She hopped out of the car, and the other kid, and it's driving me crazy, and his last name begins with an L, and I can't think of it right now. Anyway, uh, he got out. They had to cut uh, Danny Amarillo out of the car. Uh, had to peel the roof back and everything, get him out, and then they eventually flew him, medevaced him to a hospital there in Kansas. So we were up late. Do the drivers wear, like, fireproof or fire oh, yeah. retardant? Because I know nothing about car racing. Yeah, NASCAR. And, and well, the weird part was, and the video is online, uh, that you can see this crash because it was – it was one of the worst crap. And poor Danica Patrick, and I'm not a big fan of hers. I don't dislike her, but I'm not a fan of hers. She um, she was doing good this week. I mean, she was moving up through the pack. She was looked like she might get a top 10 finish, and that took her out of the race. Last week, she was involved in a 16-car pileup at Talladega, which wasn't her fault either. I mean, she just got caught up in it. You know, when they have these big pileups, sometimes there's nothing you can do. So... Uh, was that at the the Kansas Speedway? Yeah, Kansas Motor Speedway. Okay, because I just happened to remember uh, a mutual acquaintance of, of ours, uh, Tom Schmidt. I think him and his daughter yep. went yeah. there to see that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was trading. I was trading messages with him. Actually, he posted a short uh, animated GIF of the uh, accident. So, but yeah, we were up late. We it was funny. The whole house, everybody went, "Oh my god!" You know. <laughs> Some of yeah. us were upstairs and some of us were downstairs. So it was. Oh. Yeah, I'm watching the GIF over here. That, yeah, there's flames, there's sparks. I'm pretty sure you see a couple brown things flying along there, too, because <laughs> I probably would. Well, the engine from Danica's car ended up inside with her. It came oh back God. through the firewall into the car. And those things are. I won't say they're tanks. You got to have a compromise between strength and light weight. Yeah. But uh, they take safety pretty seriously. seriously. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was something hard to watch. I mean, and then her boyfriend, who uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., you know, then he's running back. He was back in the pack a little further. Can you imagine going by that? It's, yeah. You know, it, you know, is my you know girlfriend just turned into a crispy critter or what? So. Yeah. So, anyway, but before we get too far afield, we must discuss. Uh, Elise has been having some wonderful weather today. I think. No, we've been freezing our asses off here. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put a- the heat on. Okay, the last couple of days I've had to put the heat on in the middle of May. However, it's going to be. 91 on Thursday. I'll be yeah. thinking of you all day, Kevin. <laughs> and I'll be sweating in certain places all day Thursday. Yeah, it's wow. supposed to be um, 
89. Yeah, rainy tomorrow, but up to 66. 75 on Tuesday, 88 on Wednesday, 91 on Thursday. Then we plummet back down to the 70s. I'm waiting to go back down into the 60s and the 50s. Uh, You should have flew out here. we had great weather here because uh, we got up to about 80 today. Currently, it's at 75. Uh, nice sunny day. I actually went out into this thing called the outdoors and put Molly on the chain and sat there for a while. I think I even posted a picture to Twitter. Mm-hmm. My Sunday afternoon, a few devices and uh, out there on the patio. Uh, and so it's a nice day. Now, the rest of this week, uh, Monday and Tuesday, looks like it's still going to be roughly 80s. Chance of thunderstorms, but you know this part of the country never turn away rain. Uh, and then the rest of the week, it'll be 60s, 55. That's acceptable. I mean, I do like the shirt sleeve weather. And Kevin, this is shirt sleeve weather for me, not like you penguin there. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, just so we're clear on that. But, you know, it's still acceptable. I mean, it's not, you know, below zero and that uh, evil white crap that, you know, you seem to have this fascination for. So, um, you know, I would consider it uh, acceptable. Yes. That, you know, not acceptable for me because we're going to be up near 90 for a couple days and then we fade back down into the 70s. Still too damn hot as far as I'm concerned. So, but I will suffer through. The good thing is I have a lot of DVDs and stuff like that. So I can, most people hunker down in the winter. I hunker down in the summer, turn on the ceiling fan, cover myself in ice, and go to town watching videos. But also some of us travel from time to time and indulge our our loves and our otherwise... Uh, Strange behavior, I guess, for lack of a better term. But that wasn't Elisa. That's just me. But Elisa <laughs> took a little jaunt last week, and uh, I wanted to hear more about her little jaunt. She went. She went to uh, Drew. Uh, uh, okay, and his name is Drew. Drew, Drew Carey. Carey. Yeah, went to Carey, his yeah. hometown, Cleveland. But she went we for a different home. reason. Yes, we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and. Here's my souvenir. I'll see if you can see this. Nice. For the for the this? folks on the, the audio, she's holding up an inductee shirt. Sweat, oh, is yeah. it a t-shirt or sweatshirt? This, t- is, this is a t-shirt. T-shirt. It's got the little Rock and Roll Hall of Fame logo on the front. And on the back, it says Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Museum in, inductees. And then by year, starting in 1986, it has all the inductees through 2017. Uh, who was this year's inductees? I probably heard and forgot. And Elise is gone just like that. Oh, wait. She's coming back, folks. There she is. I'm so sorry. I went to hit the mute button because I had to cough. and I. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm so sorry. So Mike wanted uh, to know who the inductees yeah. were this year. Okay. This year is Joan Baez, ELO, Journey, Pearl Jam, Nile Rodgers, Tupac Shakur, and Yes. I've heard of some of those. <laughs> I think um, I've heard of most of them. I don't know how many of their, like Tupac, I may have accidentally heard something of his, or maybe in a car crash. I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm not a big uh, uh, music fan of, you know, certain genres, but uh, I think most of them I've heard of. And I'm kind of surprised it, it's taken them this long to get Journey in there. I'm, oh, I know. Journey, uh, ELO. And yes. Yep. Last year, 2016, was Cheap Trick, Chicago, Deep Purple, Steve Miller, NWA. I've heard of all but the last one. 
Well, I won't tell you what NW Day stands for. Not with an attitude? Oh. Something like that. <laughs> there we go. Something oh, I guess so, I've heard that mentioned before. We'll, we'll keep yeah. it more. We'll keep it PG. Yeah, we'll we keep We'll keep that part of the podcast. But seriously, if you are a fan of music and you live within a driving distance, go. Well, now I have to ask, how do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Because I I did manage to see one of your posts, so I thought I'd give you a leap. Well, they have all kinds of displays, and one of the displays they had was this computer that had – one hit wonders and just important songs over the years. So I went to the one hit wonders and what came up, but how do you do? I was looking for let your, let your love goo flow, but they didn't have that one. Wow. <laughs> they, they weren't letting Mike's goo go. No, no it's too no, precious. This is, we were there for two days and it's, it's, it's just a fabulous place. What? And the other cool, th- the other cool thing is the second day we got there, it opens at ten o'clock. We got there about ten minutes of, so we're just standing outside waiting, and we look over. There's this, in, you've got the building, and then a number of yards away from the building is this big, big letters that say Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and there is this man, who was sitting on one of the letters, and he held what looked like a, a trophy or a cup, and we're like, hmm. Who is that? So I went up to someone and I said, who is that guy? And he goes, oh, his name is Frankie something. He And I said, okay. He's a soccer player. He played professional soccer for the United States. He was in the World Cup. He was in the Olympics. My oldest son is a huge soccer fan. So I'm texting him. I'm like, have you ever heard of Frankie, whatever his last name is? And he, he, he texts me back. He goes, don't tell me he died. I said, no, no, no. I said, he's standing right here. He's like, oh, my God. He goes, get a picture with him. So I said, can I get a picture of you? So I started talking to him. I said, can I get a picture of you, you know, so my son can see it? So he's like, yeah, sure. So Tom gets on one side, I get on the other. So uh, we had our picture taken with this famous hockey uh, soccer player. That's pretty cool. That was kind of cool. His name is, I'll tell you in a second here. um, His last name is... H-E-J-E-D-U-K. Hedgeduck? I'm not really sure how you pronounce it. Yeah, I'm not even going to try that. Yeah. But he retired about five years ago from professional hockey. Uh, professional soccer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> professional hockey. <laughs> soccer. Um, he was in town because Cleveland was hosting some sort of soccer event later in the summer. Uh-huh. So he was there doing some promotion. And the other thing we saw when we were there is they were filming American Ninja Warrior. Ah, oh, the, the TV show. Oh, yeah. I did, yeah, I have seen clips. I never watched it, but I, I've never yeah. watched it either. But we were, you know, we're walking around one evening, and we're like, "What's?" We see all these people, and we're like, "What's going on over there?" So I stopped and I asked somebody. They said, "Oh, they're, they're taping American Ninja Warrior." I'm like, "Oh, okay." And they were doing it at night. Yeah, because the clips I've seen have always been uh, night shots, uh, mm. or I. They looked like it, or I assumed they were in a studio someplace. But no, this was out. This was outside. Mm. Yeah, I watched it when it first came on. They go to uh, different cities around the country to try and get contestants, and then they bring those together. I think for their final, you know, uh, competition or whatever. It, it's 
kind of interesting as far as reality shows go. Um, I mean, thank goodness it's not Survivor or anything like that. But, you know, they have different competitions, obstacle courses they have to run um, where you kind of have to, like, jump from – uh, obstacle to obstacle, not fall down. You got to jump and climb and swing and, uh, you know, pull yourself hand over hand on a rope. And, you know, I get a hernia just watching those guys. Um, but you know, you gotta be fairly physically fit and, you know, uh, sort of agile to do some of that stuff. So I, I have a certain amount of respect for him. I don't watch it that often, but, uh, I, you know, as far as reality shows go, I think this one isn't too bad. Well, uh- we, I mean, I used to watch Survivor. I, my wife still watches it, and the kids watch it, but I quit watching it the year that uh, they let Boston Rob was the character's name on Survivor win. I said, that's it. When they let a scumbag like that win the show, I'm done. And I quit watching the show right then. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, he yeah, was a scummy bastard. The, uh, we couldn't see anything when they were filming the ninja warrior you know there was a lot of people there so we just kind of stood around for a couple minutes and said okay and just Mm. went back to the hotel you know there's not really a whole lot to do there um where where we stayed we stayed right on ninth ninth street so when you left the hotel and made a left you went straight up the street to the hall of fame if you made a right and walked down the street you came to progressive field which is where the cleveland indians play baseball walk around the corner you're at the queue which is where the Cavaliers play basketball. And then when you leave the Hall of Fame, next door to that is where the Cleveland Browns play football. Wow. So it's a very big sports town. But it's also small enough that it's very easy to walk. Mm. That is that is really kind of tight together. Yeah. I mean, I know here around the D.C. area, nothing's close. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. all spread out. Yeah. yeah even, even the politicians aren't that close. Yeah, <laughs> we won't go there. We're going to say, well, that sounds like a great trip. And thank you. I did, folks, I'm not going to share it, but I did text Elisa and had her take a picture of herself next to the uh, one hit wonder thing that had uh, how do you do on it. So, you know, I had that immortalized. My family like, well, that's great. What the hell is that song again? And I'm like, so yeah, well, I was I was playing it and I said I said to uh, to Tom I said this is a running joke between us take my picture he's okay <laughs> it was perfect yeah, yeah see, I, what does it say it says how do you do and then it's got see this is too little for me to read now but it has the name of the songwriter and then a little blurb about the song itself and it had that with all of them like a lot of the ones that I was reading about. A lot of the artists were London-based or, or England-based, which surprised me. I didn't realize a lot of these different singers or groups from the like 60s and 70s that were one-hit wonders were European. Sometimes they would be German. Sometimes they were British. I'm like, hmm, I didn't realize that. Well, Malcolm McNeil not, not, or not, – No, not Malcolm McNeil specifically, but as I was reading the little blurbs underneath each one-hit wonder. Yeah. Because my husband's looking at me goes, are you hitting every one of them? Like, yeah. <laughs> Well, like Nina, 99 Luftballons, she's German. Yeah, I think she's German. Yeah. Because the original yeah. version of that song is in German. And then here they released it as 99 Red Balloons. So. Yeah. You saw it, right? Right, Mikey? Yep. Oops. You saw that. There we yep. go. Yep, there's that yep. picture. And then they also had a 90-minute, uh, they had a 90-minute I don't know if you want to call it a documentary, more just a, a music uh, concert movie of U2. So we said, okay, we have time. 
So we watched it and it, and I'm going and at one point I said, okay, we had just had lunch, drank too much. Okay. I'll leave it at that. So when there came the song that I didn't like, I said, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm sorry. So I run out to the bathroom. And as I'm coming back, I said to the woman who was sitting outside, I said, when was this movie filmed? It had to have been before 2006 because there's not a single person in the audience using an iPhone. And she's, <laughs> and she, cause I said, there's people that either had their flip phones or they had an actual digital camera. So it had to be 2006 or before. And she looks up, she goes, you're right. It was filmed in 2006. Wow. She goes, wow. I just, I never thought about that. I said, anytime you go to a concert now, it's just iPhones galore or mm. Samsung, whatever. Smartphones. Sure. Right. Smartphones are just all over. It's all you see. There wasn't a single one. I said, nope, this is, this is all. It was a good concert too, actually. Do they actually get any usable footage out of it? Because when we went to, uh, Pam Tillis and uh, Lori Morgan. I took a couple cell phone pictures, and uh, and I realized, you know, okay, mine isn't got the best camera in the world, but it was kind of like a Loch Ness monster picture. You could kind of see something there, and if you told them that it was Pam Tillis and Lori Morgan, maybe possibly they might believe you. But you know, there's no way to conf- oh quit licking your phone, Kevin. That's disturbing. Well, if uh, you had luscious, it would have been perfect. Probably so. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I know part of it's my cam, my phone, and actually this took slightly better pictures. It's still pretty blurry, slightly better than the iPhone five did though. But you know, that's at this point what six, no four five years probably about five years old so just uh technology has gotten a little bit better too um but while you guys were talking i blew up i found your picture at least and i blew it up so i can read this here (laughs) uh the song okay the songwriter i guess for that song um let's see natives of the town of harlem in nether uh in the netherlands mouth born wilhelm dune and mcneil born sonia van spinger Oh, whatever, something, look it up, people. Uh, we're each uh, finding little success as solo performers when Dune heard a tape of demos by uh, uh, Fischer, uh, whatever, Suggest and suggested that they, you know, team up together. Um, and that's how I'm caps, encapsulizing a lot, but how it came to be. So uh, they're not from this country. They're from the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And don't everyone speak at once. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yes, it does, Kevin. <laughs> I was doing two things at once and wasn't trying. I, I'll fix that in post. We can always fix things in post. So, sure. well, that's cool, though. At least I'm, I'm happy for you because I know you love that sort of thing um, and, your, and your love of music. Unlike Mark, you know, Mark probably wouldn't have liked the quality that he heard there, but he would have enjoyed <laughs> So. No, I think Mark would have had a great time, too. And, you know, the other, the other interesting little tidbit is they had a – you would have liked this. Um, well, you probably both would have liked it, not just Mike. They had um, on two different floors, they just had a very small display again, in, in memoriam, and they had a display for the Beastie Boys, and they had one for Johnny Cat because one of the Beastie Boys mm. uh, died a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. And then they had one for Johnny Cash. And it was kind of, you know, just a little, little couple little blurbs there, but – as you were reading the different things about him, they were playing one of his songs, and it was called Hurt, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was originally done by Nine, Nine Inch, Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Well, they didn't play the whole song, but I thought, wow, I like this song. So I found it on 
iTunes on um, Apple Music, and I listened to it, and I liked it, and I bought it. So just going to the Hall of Fame exposed me to that different music that I wouldn't have normally heard that I liked that I bought. And, so, I mean, I like the fact that you've exposed yourself at the Hall of Fame, Lisa. <laughs> I expose myself whenever I can. <laughs> I'm just amazed there was a song you haven't bought yet. <laughs> well, that's the other. There's a couple. There are a couple. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I remember the song, because if I remember right, I think that was probably one of the last songs he recorded before yes. he passed away. Yes, And there is. was some, and he's got that, just that kind of, you know, gravelly, deep, um, you know, if I remember, yeah, it's a song about pain and hurt, and, and he brought those qualities to that song. And I do remember when that song was recorded, because I'm going, wow, Johnny Cash, Nine Inch Nails, who would have ever thunk it? Um yeah. But, you but it's also to the it. music and, you know, yeah. the way they had it um, arranged and, you know, all yeah. of that together. Hmm. Yeah, Johnny Cash will probably never be mistaken for an opera singer. But, I mean, he's got that voice that, you know, um, you don't mind listening to. I mean, I can't exactly put it in order because when we were driving up to uh, North Dakota, we were uh, – I, I think we are listening to the FM radio at that point, And they played uh, uh, A Boy Named Sue. And, mm. you know, that was one of his earlier hits. And How so, do yeah. you, know, you that, do? My name is Sue. Yeah. Now you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Johnny Cash is, you know, uh, and he was one of the founding fathers, basically, of rock and roll at Sun Records. Him and Elvis and, you know, kind of the rockabilly stuff. Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's kind of come full circle from being one of the pioneers of rock and roll to, you know, being the grandfather of rock and roll and, you know, singing uh, relatively modern rock songs. So I, there's just something cool about that. Yeah, I mean, I like Johnny Cash's music. It's funny. There's a playlist that I bring up on my tap every so often. Yeah, the washing machine spinning. Sorry, I can't do anything about it. Um, the tap, it's a country playlist, and sorry to the listeners, too. And a lot of times, Johnny Cash will come up singing Will the Circle Be Unbroken, which mm -hmm. is a song I love to hear him sing. So, And then the other one, Daddy Sang Bass, Mama Sang Tenor. I can't remember the actual name of the song. And me and little brother will, joined right in. Will the circle be unbroken? Is it all part of the same? Yeah, that is part of the same yeah. song. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I remember singing that song back when we were in, like, grade school. Our music teacher was, you know, teaching us that one. Uh, one yeah. Uh, will the circle be unbroken? Yeah, and the other one, Alicia, you might like it, is a Tennessee Flat Top Box. That has a nice... I don't know that one. Yeah, look it up sometime. You might you might like that song, but Johnny Cat, uh, Johnny Cat, you know, one piece at a time. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, some of those. I, those are great see. old songs. I have a Johnny Cash album here. Um, you see Johnny Cash here. It is the playlist, the very best of Johnny Cash. It was free on Google Play once. So I'm like, okay, what was it called? Which one? Oh, uh, F Tennessee Flat Top Box. Nope, that's not on this list. I'm trying to remember when he put that one out. And then his daughter redid it. Roseanne Cash redid it for him. I, don't know. I can't remember for sure. But that's one of my favorite songs. I like that one. It sings about a place that I'm enamored with. It talks about Tennessee and, and all that sort of thing. So, you know, I'm, I'm partial to these sort of things. So well, that's pretty cool. I like the uh, I like the fact that you found the plaque and it had Malcolm McNeil on it. I mean, how more appropriate oh, that was, could yeah? I just saw that and went. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she, 
like, I gotta send this to Kevin. Yeah, oh, I did. I did. Like, Get over here. Take a picture. <laughs> and Tom's reaction was, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is what Yeah. Well, and I okay. just yeah. and I just looked up Tennessee Flat Top Box. You realize that song is older than we are. It was released in 1961. That is old. Yeah, it's it is. not older than me. Uh, We're going to go for this episode. Is. It's at least ten years older than you, Elisa. Mm-hmm. It is. Sure. Time machine. We can make that work. So, but yeah, no, that's that's a good song. So, but yeah, check it out. You might like that, Elisa. We might shift your or expand your musical palette. Get you away from the NWA stuff you've been listening to. I know. White <laughs> power. Then Tupac. I know you listen to a lot of Tupac, so. Yeah. So. Yeah. The only thing I know about him is they when they after he was killed, they came out with the jokes that had what is Tupac spelled backwards, kaput. So, <laughs> wow. Oh so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good or bad? Uh, very wrong. Very yes, it is. So anyway, well, we actually do have some other topics to talk about because Mike actually did some podcast research this week. I know, shocking, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's kind of amazing and all that. So, yeah. and, and it's very temp- uh, topical and timely when it comes to yeah. digital assistance. Yeah, because I was going to say, you know, uh, we're almost turning into the Amazon podcast here because after we got done recording, I forget what day it was, Tuesday or something of last week or maybe later in the week. I don't remember. Uh, Amazon announced the uh, Echo Show, which is um, an Amazon Echo with a video screen built into it. And I'm looking at this thing going, I, you know, this is starting to tempt me because the idea of having a video screen in there, uh, you know, have it like in the kitchen because I can see a couple of use cases. First one is uh, you can have it bring up uh, recipes. So if Deb's cooking, she could say, you know, have a recipe come up. Uh, You can also have, I think it said YouTube and Amazon videos uh, come up on there. So you could maybe be watching something while you're doing dishes or something. But then it'll also integrate with your uh, home automation, home security stuff. So I'm envisioning we're in the kitchen. Uh, somebody comes and rings the doorbell. We can see who it is. And depending upon who it is, we can either answer it or just duck down behind and be quiet and wait till they go away. Um, but I, I saw that. Plus, it'll do all the stuff that the uh, – the uh, all the other Echo devices do. It'll play music and answer questions. And like I say, it'll give you uh, answers with uh, video uh, uh, to it or, you know, um, stills or whatever, you know, bring some facts up, uh, just not verbal stuff. Because sometimes when they're spouting things off to me, I don't quite, you know, comprehend it um, all at once. So just to have it on the screen there would be kind of cool. I'm looking at that going, you know, that's uh, going to try and not, buy too much more stuff but you know and i have this weakness i we've established this fact i have this weakness for tablets and amazon so i'm getting hit with a double whammy here it's not going to be released until june 28th and the price right now is 229 unless you buy two then they'll give you a hundred off yeah real generous well but i mean because then we could have one in the kitchen i could have one downstairs again i'm thinking like for the video uh doorbell so if I, uh, you know, somebody rings it, because right now if somebody rings the doorbell, I got to, you know, grab the phone or something. If I just had something sitting there, it would just pop up and show me. I, I realize this is all first world problems here. Um, 
but I, again, it's just kind of compelling because I've always wanted, I've, I've always said I want my Star Trek future and I want it now. And this is like, you know, one step closer. This is like the, you know, the computer. And I think you can actually change the wake word to computer. And if I've said any of your echoes off at home, I'm sorry, but, um, you know, so this is one step closer to that where you can just, instead of having to sit down and type or, you know, physically interface with something, you just tell it to look up something and it'll bring you the information. Uh, you know, especially like, you know, one of the use cases they said was if you're in the kitchen and your hands are dirty and you want to, you know, bring up some information, you just talk to it. You don't have to touch it like you would a tablet or you wouldn't have to, you know, wipe your hands off and do uh, anything with it. So, yeah, you know, of course, I'm just coming up with use, use cases here because obviously I don't need this, but it is tickling that certain fancy of mine. Well, also, Mike, there's the Echo Look for $200 that will check your fashion for you. That's creepy. I saw that thing. <laughs> well, and it doesn't do me much good because I only have one fashion rule. Don't be naked. As long as I follow that rule, everyone is happy. And we all appreciate that rule. We do. We do. Yes. So, like I say, that would be kind of pointless for me uh, because I also don't want my echo laughing at me either. So, uh, no, that. But one I think that's enough. all it does, though. I think. Well, that offers you fashion advice. Yeah, it was. Right. Uh, yeah, I yeah. kind of looked at it. Yeah, I it just see fashion advice, and yeah, I just see. Hey, fat ass, put something on. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it will. Okay, I'm looking at it here. It says it will ask assistant to read the news and audiobooks, set alarms, get traffic and weather updates, control smart home devices, play music and more. So it looks like it will do more. But yeah, I agree with you, Kevin. I, when I first heard about it, I thought, ew, like, is this thing always going to be on and looking at you? Yeah, I mean, it's I'm creeped out enough about shit listening to me all the time. The last thing I want to do is wake up in the morning, stand up, scratch myself and have that broadcast <laughs> to the Internet. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. And I forgot the other thing that they were touting about this is that you can. Well, and not just this, any uh, echo device except the tap, you can make uh, calls to other prime uh, users with echo devices, um, which I thought was an intriguing idea, too, uh, to be able to. You know, none of my kids have any of this stuff yet. But at some point, I mean, if uh, we all got, you know, the the echo show here. We could uh, have, you know, video calls to one another without doing the phone thing or anything like that. And hopefully the microphones are better because my daughter drives me nuts sometimes because she'll have it on speakerphone and walking around while that little microphone in there. And I'm going like and my hearing is not the best is not what it used to be. And it's like, what, what, what? Because it's muffled and, you know, sounds bad and everything. But this is I forget how many I think it said eight microphones in there or something like that. So it's supposed to you know, it's designed to pick up sound around the. Uh, yeah, eight microphones, beam forming technology and noise cancellation. So hopefully when she's doing her hair or whatever, um, you know, or talking to me or doing something in the kitchen, yelling at me while, uh, at the cats while talking to me or whatever, it'll be able to pick that up better. And, um, and since, like I say, since she does it already anyway, it's something that would pick it up better would be, a, I think, a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I understand the technology, of course, but it just... I don't know. It just seems a little bit creepy to have something, well, as I've said, that's always listening, but then also has a camera in it so that it yeah. could always be watching. 
And then there's this other feature that I'm sure will just push you over the creepy factor. They have this, uh, and you have to opt into it. You just can't do it. It's called drop-in. So you can just drop in on anybody unannounced and start talking to them. <laughs> well, now, and Kevin's mom is, is going, yeah. Well, now, is, wait that? is that on, is that on, uh, yeah, on that, that page? Now, that I could help you, Mike. There. You and I, I could just drop in on you. Oh, there oh, it is. Uh, yeah, I have pictures you drop in. the special the- cases when you want to yeah. connect with your closest friends and family. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because I was watching uh, uh, Leo Laporte. They were talking about him and Andy Anako and uh, the crew. Of the, the other two are Renee. speaking right Uh No. Um, um, oh, shoot. Um, Alex Adam- Lindsay? Yeah, Alex Lindsay and Adam uh, Angst, uh, they were talking about. And, you know, they were all kind of creeped out by the drop-in feature. But, yeah, there is a couple specific use cases. One would be as if you have an elderly relative, um, you could just kind of check in to make sure that, you know, everything is all right there. The other one would maybe if you have it in the baby's room. I mean, obviously, a baby's not going to be able to answer the phone. Um, You know, there's a few specific use cases like that. Um, I don't know, you know, if you could, uh, I wouldn't, you know, we have to see how this is all going to work. If you want to use it as a security camera, so when you're away from home, you could, you know, have it turn on and check to see what's going on there. But yeah, everyone was, except for a couple of use cases, was kind of creeped out by the drop in. You got to be really comfortable with your friends and family to allow that to happen. Cause there are times that we get just, let's just say comfortable in the house there and I really don't want to scar anybody's psyche by having Can you imagine can you, can you imagine Kevin the three of us have it and all of a sudden Mike Mike's just sitting there playing a video game and then all of a sudden it's let your love go <laughs> what, 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 what? Yeah that would that would be really bad or, or you know when I get up in the morning to get before I get before I hit the shower I start singing to Mike over the drop in feature Oh god <laughs> And as I'm hurling in the toilet, um, yeah, which should be another great visual. And, and um, Deb's going, what the hell is that? Oh, it's Kevin. Oh. Yeah, I'm going yeah. back to sleep. Um, but like you say, you know, and the thing is that you can already do some of this stuff with Skype and FaceTime and a bunch of others. So that by itself, you know, isn't. Uh, but the video calling, if this is seamless, because we all know that Skype can well, just frankly, be an evil bitch once in a while. And not everyone could, well, it is a a device-specific thing because FaceTime is specific to Apple products. Uh, This is going to be specific to Amazon. Um, Well, it's not limited to their hardware. You can also use it in the Alexa app. So if you have the Alexa app on Android or on iPhone, you can... Uh, you've got a few more choices than you would with like FaceTime, but still, you know, it's going to be kind of their specific thing. And um, I don't know. It's interesting, I guess. Yeah. I can, I can turn on the drop in feature and on the Alexa app on my phone, somebody drops in and I have my phone always lay it face down. So in case it would happen to light up during the night, so all you can see is the Oak from the nightstand. Laying mm. there. Cause I mute it and turn it face down. Okay. So, and yeah, there is a button on there to turn the camera and the mic off. So, you know, you'll have to trust that it actually gets turned off. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't, again, my tap, which I love my tap. I use it probably every day. You, it, the, when I 
when I'm getting ready to, for work in the mornings, I hit it and let it play music because it's you know just uninterrupted music, no blah 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 blah, blah bullshit, you know, like on a podcast. But the <laughs> but um, yeah, I just I, I I use it every day to listen to music as I'm getting ready, and my wife kind of knows when I'm about done getting ready because she'll hear me turn it off, and she knows oh crap he's coming out now. So <laughs> what do I have to do? Quick hide. But uh, but yeah. But yeah, the fact of something listening to me and watching me, you know, and you know, maybe I could get the other thing. It could tell, make sure check to see if the tie I'm putting on that day works appropriately. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. So, um, and I could see this would be like grandparents with grandchildren far away. Don't get to see them real often. You know, like I say there's some there's some uh, good things that come out of that too. And if it will work. Uh, you know, seamlessly, because like I say, you can do things with uh, tablets or phone, but then, you know, it's like the videos, you know, you're moving the phone around. And it, it, if you suffer from motion sickness, that can make a person a little nauseous if, you know, the phone's moving around or whatever. So um, there's it's and like I say, if it can if they can do it so it's seamless, um, it this could work. This I, I haven't decided yet. I mean. I am one of the faithful. I think it's a great idea, but I don't know how the public is going to feel about it. Are they going to say it's just too gimmicky, too expensive, uh, too creepy, and uh, will it die? Or because I mean, every other Amazon, you know, Echo product is done pretty well. Um, oh yeah, they're they've, doing they've, extremely yeah. well. Yeah, they haven't had any misses yet. So now I just I think their first miss may be this look thing because that's just somewhere between creepy, stupid, and I don't know whichever. Um, I'm there is gonna, a return policy, Mike. I mean, you can try know. it, and if after sure. two weeks you go, eh, it's not worth the money to me, back it goes. Yeah, you can, true. If it tells you you're supposed to that day, Mike, have your black thong on as opposed to the red one you have on. <laughs> yeah, that would just be the thong thing to do. Um, <laughs> But I'm yeah. bump. <laughs> sure. Uh, but like I say, it's just intriguing. Like I say, I'm picturing one in the kitchen because if I, I, you know, I'm kind of surprised that my wife is using, I put the uh, first echo I got upstairs and she uses it. We got one in the bedroom now. So she listens to uh, uh, something on tune in radio, one of the radio stations down boy. Uh, won't talk about the Kenny G playlist, but anyway, uh, well, she, <laughs> I, I figured it was Barry white. <laughs> nah, not we're not quite that soulful, but anyway, um, and she listens to tune in radio at night. So she, like I say, she's using that. So it could be that, and you know, she had expressed an interest in uh, uh, the. Um, I'm not even going to look at comments. These two are goofing off. Um, uh, having the all recipes uh, skill on the echo work for recipes, and so you know, she might actually use this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're. It's just the the way things the way things are going. I mean, that's where we're headed. We're headed towards mm -hmm. the the more automated lifestyle, the more the Star Trek future. I guess is the best because sure. coincidentally, I was watching Star Trek Beyond today because I hadn't watched it for a few months, so I decided to watch it today. But yeah, it is you know getting towards that point where you become a little bit. Uh, Oh God! <laughs> um, a little, a little. Now I'm totally blown away. <laughs> a little, Melissa. They just did it. They, you're, you're really missing it this week. <laughs> um, 
it, it is becoming, you know, people want the automation and stuff like that. The one thing that concerns me, and I know our friend Allison has talked a lot about this, these are technically Internet of, uh, uh, Internet of Things devices. I mean, really what it comes down to. And she has segmented her network up where her IoT devices are on a separate network from her actual computers. So, but sometimes the Internet of Things, and we hear about all these hacks with TVs that aren't patched, and uh, I forget what, um, there was some security camera that they found, pardon me, that was not patched or not using good security and all this stuff so that somebody knew what they were doing. They could basically watch you, you know, take out the fact that, you know, the accidental stuff, the drop-in stuff and all that. But, yeah, that could get really kind of creepy. That's why I've kind of stayed back away from it. Just like these automated locks that a lot of people put in their house, you know, so that you can, they can just walk up and the proximity unlocks the door and you can go in. There's just something about, I, I know a key can be made. I know you can pick locks. I know all that. But that seems like that's a specific set of criminals that are going to do that. And maybe they're dying off. I don't know. (laughs) Well, we had that for our hotel is um, I had the digital lock on my phone. Tom had an actual key. But even with his key, you know how normally, well, when you're at a hotel, you just um, you either swipe it and then the door unlocks. Well, this one, it had like a barcode on the back of it. He would just hold the key to the door and it would open. But I held my phone. I opened up the app, held my phone up to the door, and it would say, press to unlock. So I'd press it, and then it would the phone would vibrate and turn green, saying the door is unlocked, and you could hear the door go click, and then the little green light would turn on and open the door. Yeah, I, I know. I, so you, I, it wasn't it, – it's not like your car key where you have to keep the car key in your pocket and your door unlocks and locks. Yeah. Just because, like you said, it was close proximity. This time you actually physically had to hold the phone and – Hit the button. Yeah. Now, fortunately, that was one thing the last time I bought a vehicle, and it's been a while. That was something I could have gotten, and I opted not to get that proximity thing because I'm going, you know, great. Then, you know, I'm, I'm walking by the car. I forget something. Now my car is unlocked, you know, <laughs> and, all the, and I forget, and I just stroll, you know. Uh, my Alzheimer's kicks in, and I'm just strolling off through the yard. The car is unlocked or something like that, so... Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I like it. I think it's cool technology, but it, maybe I'm just old-fashioned in that sort of way. I just don't want it. I just oh, don't I don't either. Um, it, you know, I embrace it. And some of the stuff like the door lock, uh, I'm not going to say I'm immune, but I'm out here in Hicksville. Uh, the Some of these people can barely operate a regular door lock. Uh, You know, something smart like this uh, hopefully will be beyond them. So uh, I guess it's kind of uh, security through obscurity, perhaps. But, you know, I've just embraced all this stuff because I like it because I just uh, uh, was it last Sunday, I guess it was uh, or last Saturday. I installed a um, uh, GE Z-Wave light switch in the backyard so now i can just sit here and tell the digital assistant to turn the light on in the backyard and i got it so that uh with our i got to do some experimenting with it but with our if our ring doorbell goes off it can turn on the outside light to scare people away yeah no i i like that idea that 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 can happen i um of course i love the idea that i've got a, a switch you know if i hear a little noise out back 
I can just walk up and I can kind of glance out. And if I see anything, I hit the switch and all four floodlights come on and just. And I've done that a couple of times when my neighbors are just getting too damn loud and they've got their <laughs> their little fire pit thing going and it's three o'clock in the morning and they're down there singing, you know, and it's like, <laughs> shut the hell up. So I turn the lights on and go, who the hell is that? Where'd that light come from? <laughs> Oh, we better be quiet. So they shut up long enough that I can get to sleep anyway. <laughs> well, you don't have your turrets online yet, or no? I'm still constructing those. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, Aperture Science sells a uh, wonderful line of those. You know, I want the laser kind. The one that just mows them down. I don't want. I don't want to deal with the noise of bullets or anything like that. I just want lasers, man. Freaking lasers. <laughs> We'll see how many people get my jo- uh, reference to Aperture Science there. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Portal, I know. Okay, there you go. See? I'm well, not as dumb as Mike you look. Up Amazon. Since Mike brought up Amazon, I wanted to mention uh, last week's episode, Melissa was talking about whether she should sign up for Prime. And you guys were talking about the different benefits you get. So I put a link for the show notes of an article that talks about all the different benefits that you get with Prime. It's on a Deal News blog. But this one I'm going to read real quickly is from Amazon. And Melissa, also, I don't know, remember if anyone mentioned this, you can get a month for free. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So you can, you know, try before you buy. And also what I would do is before you have to, you do have to give them a credit card, but you can always cancel if you decide it's not for you. But what I would do is right before cancellation, I would call them and say, hey, I'm a brand new customer. What can you do for me? And chances are, they will give you a lower price. They won't charge you the full $99. I can't swear to it, but maybe they'll only charge you $79 being a brand new customer. And then in subsequent years, you would just automatically renew with the $99. But what you get as a Prime member, um, for example, what um, what Mike was talking about, some, some things – new products like a tap and echo the the what they call the echo the echo look right yeah sometimes those are only offered to prime members or they get first crack at it yeah so you get the prime delivery which is two days you get twitch prime which is free game content which your kids would like you get the prime now which is one and two hour delivery on thousands of items from amazon but that's only in certain markets you get the prime music you can shop with Alexa. You get release date delivery, which means on something that's being pre-ordered, it gets delivered the day of. You can get Prime Pantry, a trial of the Washington Post, Amazon Family, which is really for people that need uh, baby items like diapers and such. Um, member exclusive discount on video games. You get Kindle First, which is you can choose one of the books that they're going to put out every month that are brand new. Um, you get Amazon Free Time Unlimited, which is access to kid-friendly book shows, games, and more for two ninety nine a month. There's Audible channels, Amazon Elements for Prime, um, Amazon channels, so you can get free trials of different like HBO, Showtime, Stars, uh, Cinemax, things like that. You get early access to the Lightning deals, Prime Photos, uh, Prime Video. You get um, 5% back on your credit card if you use an Amazon credit card. You get Prime Reading. <laughs> you can also share the Prime with another adult in your house. Yeah. You can. So the, 
the stuff. The, and the sharing is good. You used to be able to share it with somebody outside your house, and I've got one person I do, and it's grandfathered. They're grandfathered in, so they get to take advantage of the shipping. Um, but, you know, something else, uh, the Prime Video is good, and speaking of that, today I found I had bought a uh, uh, a Kindle Fire, uh, or not Fire, the Kindle, the TV uh, Fire Stick. Oh. Uh, a long time ago, and I never hooked it up, and we were looking for something else today, and I found it. It's still sealed in the package. So I'm going to have to hook that up, too. Because about the t- not long after I got that, then I got all kinds of devices that were already Amazon Prime ready. So yeah. I never did it. So, But I do right. need to hook that up and play with that. And I had kind of forgotten about the Prime reading, and then I was looking at one of their emails and mentioned that. And uh, so one of the things I was looking at was like uh, graphic novels, comic books, whatever you want to call them. So uh, they had a few of those on there. So I've read uh, Deadpool, um, one of the Avenger ones. I think I've got Captain Marvel there ready for me to, and I mean this, uh, I'm kind of going back to my childhood now because I always read comic books when I was a kid. So this was kind of fun and it's all free. Um, You don't, uh, you know, when at some point, and I don't know, with the Kindle Unlimited, you got a certain number. You didn't get to keep them. You could have, I think, up to 10 books or something like that. And then once you had that, you had to turn one back in. I'm assuming the Prime Reading is the same way. But once I've read these, I'm probably not going to want them around again. Um, I mean, it was fun, but I don't know if I'm going to go back and reread them again or not. But So that's kind of nice, just to be able to sit there and uh, go through a bunch of books like that, especially, like I say, comic books, because... I kind of want to get back into them, but I don't want to spend a lot of money. And if I can do it, well, I won't say free because, I mean, you're paying for Prime, but it's included in your membership. If I can sit there and uh, go through a bunch of comic books. you know. And someone was talking about borrowing from another Kindle library yeah. member. Yeah. If, I've never done it, but the way it would work is, let's say you had a book, Mike, that I wanted to borrow. Mm-hmm. You could loan it to me for two weeks. And what happens is when you loan it to me, it goes onto my Kindle and disappears from yours. So you don't have access to it. But then at the end of the two weeks, it disappears from my Kindle and goes back to yours. Yeah, I saw. And I was a specific user to user or could I just put it in the library and anybody could take it? I don't know because I've never done it. Sure. Um, the only thing I've done is I've borrowed the one book a month and it goes by the calendar month, not if so, if I borrow something today on May 14th, it doesn't mean that my month is over June 14th. It's the calendar month. So if I borrow something today and I finish it tomorrow and I return it, I can't borrow another book until June 1st. Okay. From the Kindle store. From the Kindle store. But if I don't return that book from June 1st until, say, September because it's a really long book, whatever the case may be, it took me forever to read it. I can borrow another book in September, but I've lost July and I've lost August. Mm. It's not accumul- It's not like they say to you, you have 12 books a year. Use them all at once, spread them out however you want. It's one per month. But if I return a book on May 30th, I can borrow one on May 31st. If I hadn't, if I borrowed a book in April, and I return it May 30th. I still haven't borrowed May's book yet. On May 31st, I can borrow May's book. But come June 1st, I've lost May. Ah, okay. And yeah. I think this is specific to devices. You can't do it with the 
app, if I'm reading this right, I think you have to have either a right. Kindle reader or a Fire tablet. tablet. Right. Uh, yeah, so okay. if you have an iPhone with the Kindle app, that's not going to cut it. I think it's um, device to – Amazon devices. So. And I borrow books through the library through OverDrive. Yeah. So yeah, from I. your local library. Mm-hmm. Right, and but it goes through Amazon. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. You go to your library, you borrow whatever book it is, it brings you to Amazon. You tell them that you can get an EPUB or you can get a Kindle book. You tell them which one you want. So I always say, give me a Kindle. Then it brings me to Amazon and I download the book that way. And then usually for though you get three weeks, at least my library, you get three weeks. I think it's it's two or three here too. I can't remember. I haven't yeah. done it yet, but right. Yeah, ours is two weeks. Like I say, I when uh, especially with summer, I'm listening to a lot of audiobooks, so I use OverDrive. I'll buy. I've got a uh, uh, Audible subscription. Uh, sometimes I have specials. I buy a few of those, and I, I mentioned at the last time too. If you have the Kindle Unlimited, um, if you get a Kindle book, there you could get an add-on for an Audible uh, version of it. Uh, and I think the Audible version, even if you let your Kindle on unlimited expire i think you get to keep the audio uh, audible book uh so i've done that a few times so it's like you buy the book for uh you get it through the uh kindle unlimited for the whatever 9.99 a month but you know however many books you can have um and then it'll say as an add-on you can get the audible version which is like three four dollars which is cheaper than if you buy an extra credit through uh, right. Audible, it's like fifteen bucks or whatever. So it's a cheaper way to get some uh, to feed you know a person's um, audio book addiction. And plus, the Prime Video is worth it. I mean, they're getting more and more original programming. You know, like I'm watching season three of Bosch. I don't think their programming is as good as Netflix. That's just my personal opinion. But there's tons to choose from. And every day there's something else that's brand new. And they've got a whole lot of movies. They just, um, maybe the last two weeks, uh, for part of, part of Prime, so it's no cost, is Manchester by the Sea, which won the Oscars this year. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I've heard the name. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. I, I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my list. Yeah. So, you know, plus and- plus other movies. And, you know, it's an extra cost item, but I'm considering uh, signing up for stars because I've read the American Gods book. Well, now that's a uh, series on stars. And I think oh, there was which a few. Is so weird. I've, I've, I've watched. Well, actually, it's taping right, right now. The, the third okay. episode. I've watched the first two episodes. It is the most bizarre. I almost just deleted it because it's just so out. I had to go online and read something like, what am I right. watching? <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's never good. <laughs> that's the problem between reading and visual is reading. You can take the time to explain a lot of stuff when you're doing something like, you know, a TV or a movie or something like that. You got to you can't uh, embellish all that stuff. And it did take me a while, you know, reading the books. I've read the book and I'm anxious to see what the series looks like. So but yeah, and how they translate some of that stuff, because it is kind of. It is kind of weird because the idea is that there's uh, old time gods living in this country among us here. Um, and, you know, things start to come to a head after a while. Um, I'm not going to try and spoil it too much here. But, you know, there's things ensue. Uh, and it it's going to be interesting to see how they visually uh, 
do that. And from the promos I've seen, it looks like it's incredibly bloody. Um, yeah. And sex and. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, you oh, just yeah. saved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it sounds like my I, husband. If there's violent, violent sex and nudity, he's there. <laughs> um, yeah, because there's one, I, I imagine they probably, because it was early on in the book, where there's this one goddess where you have to worship her. And even in the in the book, it sounded rather graphic. And I was wondering how they were going to do it in the without, you know, going, you know, hard R or something like that. Um, well, it is so, showtime. Yeah. I mean. Stars. I mean, stars. Yeah, I mean, they're. Still, but still, they're, you know, they're not going to. You know, unlike, and I'm going to throw a little plug in for our podcast because we today we talked about the man who fell to earth, the David Bowie movie. That one was uh, softcore porn in certain spots there. So, um, hmm. yeah, it was, and it was equal opportunity. You, you know, you got to see guys and gals, and it's like, wow, okay. Lisa um, just added that to her watch list. Yeah, <laughs> so, really. Yeah, well, it depends how you feel about David Bowie. Uh, I love Bowie. Okay, well. He's he's scrawny, but anyway, uh, <laughs> no, I, you can tell that you really can. Uh, oh, really? I, quite the please, same again. Please tell us. No, don't tell us, Mike. How you? No, don't uh, tell us. I, I won't spoil the surprise for you. If you can sit through the two hours and nineteen minutes of it, and I do know that it's that long because it was like at some point. You know, if you really want to listen to the podcast, when it comes out, Julie's kind of backlogging somebody, so it'll be coming out eventually. But if you want to listen to it, and I know it's two hours, 19 minutes, because it's kind of like, what the hell am I watching here? And basically, the thing that kind of won't say saved it, but it was visually interesting to watch. And I don't just mean the sex bits. I mean just the way it was filmed and the style and everything. That at least held my attention, but the story is kind of like, yeah. So, yeah. It's... it's it's tough. I mean, the sex may have saved the story, you know, in, in this case. So, Well, I wouldn't go that far. But, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wait and listen to it on Sci-Fi Tech Talk there and see. You go. Yeah. We'll see how that works out. So well, that's interesting. So we've come full circle here, folks. We've talked about Mike being watched as he gets dressed in the morning, you know, and, and his, you know, his sci-fi future there. It's recommending what G-string he should be wearing that day and so on and so forth. So before we, since we've come all the way around now, we'll move on to our picks, I think. I think that's, I, we've we've picked at things enough that I think we can move on to our picks. So, yes, and, and I'm just waiting for Amazon to tell me what I should be picking. But anyway. There you what, go. What, and what you're wearing as you pick it. That's there right. That, that's mm -hmm. it. So since Elisa wasn't here last week, we're going to let her lead off this week. And, okay, mine is going to be a shock. Well, and and just so everybody knows, Alicia, okay. you did hear last week's show. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, I called the amount I set was the, and I I realized it didn't phrase it. I called it the bitch amount so that you and, and Melissa wouldn't get mad at me for the <laughs> amount anymore. And I left it the same this week, folks. I kept it at two fifty to five hundred dollars, so Elisa has a chance to get it at this level and not yell at me or otherwise threaten physical abuse. Okay. Well, this actually turned out to be perfect because my pick for this week is to become a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, what do you what get? Do you get? Yeah. Well, we be I became a member before we left. I did the $75 membership with the Duet Rocker, which gives you two free admissions and you get an admission. Well, actually, you get an admission for two people with basically you and a guest. Admission is $23.50 a day. 
So that's $47 for one day, which would be, what, $95 for two days. We paid $75. So we more than got our money's worth. If you become an inductee, it's $250. A headliner is $500. What you get is admission for two people, for both of these. You get admission for two people. Uh, you also get admission for two additional guests or children under 18. 10% discount at the store and the cafe. A member express ent uh, entry, which was very nice. We didn't have to wait online to buy tickets. We could just say hello and walked right in, which was great. You get a T-shirt. Uh, you get member-only e uh, emails. You get a subscription to a magazine called Title Track. You also get that's that's where my member that's where my membership stops. Then for the two hundred fifty to five hundred membership, you get uh, reciprocal admission to eight hundred ninety-six other museums, uh, limited edition lithograph, and for the five hundred dollar membership, you get recognition, the museum's annual report, and don't and uh, on the donor wall, and you get a VIP guided tour and advance notice and preferred seating to special events. Wow! So what you're so what you're saying is they treat you like a rock star. That's right. But um bum. Yeah, it was great. You know, my, cool. I got a I got a T-shirt in the mail before I left. that said Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on it, just red and blue letters. And, uh, yeah, we got to go right to the member entry uh, and just say, here's my card, because they send you a little membership card. And they said, okay. And they give you a little wristband and off you go. And then every time people saw you with the, you know, because you had to, when you're going on different floors, you had, there was always someone there just to make sure you had your wristband on. And uh, as soon as they saw it, the one that said member, they say, thank you so much for being a member. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Thank you for paying the bills, keeping yeah. the lights on, and yeah. the music playing. And then when playing. we had lunch, you know, we got 10% off. When I went into the gift shop, it was 10% off. So, you know, we probably saved between what we bought, well, what I bought in the gift shop, and what we had for lunch, I think an extra 6 or $8 with the discounts. Like, hey, every little bit. Yeah, that's true. Very nice. So. Yeah. I will have to give you the <laughs> golf clap. Yes, that's mm. very good. And very apropos. Yeah. So, Michael, what the hell have you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, you ought to like this one here because this is something I I haven't convinced myself, although I would kind of like to have one at some point. But this is a Scotty vest. Uh, it's their winter coat because I know that nasty crap's coming at some point. Um yeah, so it's it's two hundred and fifty dollars, but you know, uh, I like the idea that you have all these pockets here that you can put your devices in, so you've got room for uh, your a cell phone and a tablet, and you can put a, a bottle of water or pop in there. Your cameras, your uh, glasses, uh, what all do they have here? Your passport if you're traveling internationally. A uh, uh, place for a pen or two in there, and uh, I think they call it the network. Um, uh, something to that effect where you could have room to put your earbuds in your hood there or yeah. in your collar so you can pull them out and listen to them without having to string stuff through there. And um, You can whip it out real easy. You always want to be able to whip it out really quick. Um, but I just kind of like the idea of that because, you know, we go somewhere, I could have my tablet and my cell phone and whatever in there, and it wouldn't look as conspicuous as the saddlebags that I wear all the time. Uh, but I just kind of like the idea of having that there. So if I'm waiting for my wife to get done shopping, I can just take my my seven-inch tablet out and uh, – <laughs> 
I just figured that would set Kevin off. Anyway, I could just take that out and, you know, do some things while I'm waiting for her and then tuck it back in there and not have to, you know, drag it around all over the place. So, Well, if it's a seven inch, you're not really going to be dragging it on too many things. So anyway, and that's, I, I, I find the jacket interesting. It just looks too hot. Well, well you know, John Nemo from my Mac has reviewed them and uh, he really likes them. Mm. And they have other things too. They have vests. They have uh, uh, sport jackets. And then I saw. And the reason I thought of the Scotty vest, there was another one that popped up that I hadn't heard of, and I don't think I saved the link for it. But um, the, they got pullovers, and oh, I don't want to hear about you popping anything up, Kevin. No, I heard um, you saying you were popping up again. Sure, there we go. Um, but they've got uh, vests and pullovers, and uh, you know, and still, you know, even. What's the cheapest thing they got here? I think they got a vest for 175, 135. I guess it is a travel vest. You know, it's, it's kind of pricey, but I mean, if you want some way to carry your, you know, devices and your electronic, well, electronic goo, I guess whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> I guess there's a seventy-five dollar micro fleece pullover here. But, you know, if you want the convenience of having, you know, pockets and everything like that, that's you know, with a digital lifestyle in mind, I guess you're going to have to, you know, pay for something like that. Well, I think, Mike, before you do that, you know, before you invest that kind of money, you ought to look into their travel boxers. I mean, it's got a place to keep your phone in your boxer shorts. Yeah, then I'll just be having, uh, then I'll just put it on vibrate and have people call me over and over again. <laughs> two short, one long, followed by two short. <laughs> <laughs> What's this too short stuff? Anyway, <laughs> but um, bum. Anyway, yeah. well, you know, I I like the idea of that to be able to carry this stuff more readily. But again, extra clothing. I'm I'm a very warm natured person. I don't want to have on any more clothing than I absolutely have to. So I think probably if I was going to do something like that, I'd be more inclined to get like tactical pants, like Andy and Notco talks about. You know, where you can carry a tablet in your you know, in your pocket and stuff like that. I have some similar pants now. The only problem is the other day I had my phone. I forget what else I had in the pockets. And I went to get, hop up in my truck. And when I did that, there was so much weight in one of the pockets, the pants kind of turned sideways. <laughs> and it was like, wait, wait a minute. I'm under, my phone's under me here. Wait a minute, folks. we got a problem here. We need to adjust. So anyway, but very cool. I like it. I will give that a, 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 a grade of A your pick so okay how's that yeah that's uh that's acceptable um and you know like i say someday maybe i'll uh uh break down and buy something i i think i'll skip the travel travel boxers it's only 25 bucks but you can only put your cell phone in there so not enough for me oh no there's back pockets you can put more than that in there so just keep that in mind and wear your boxers yeah. with me in mind so Anyway, um, uh, my my choice this week is everybody knows I have an affinity for wrapping myself in screens, um, and I chose uh, I wanted a new monitor because I'm thinking about condensing well not really condensing down I'll still have three minute monitors but I want to um, have a more wraparound experience and a better experience for work uh, when I'm working from home and. This is a 25-inch uh, Dell UltraSharp monitor, um, and it has a high resolution. It's uh, this one's what did I? This one's 25. 
crap, I forgot the resolution. It's about the highest resolution they make in a 25-inch monitor. So um, it, that's the thing. A lot of times when you get these bigger monitors, you, know, you get a 27-inch monitor, it's still a 1920 by 1080 resolution. And it's like, well, that just kind of sucks. I don't want that. I want high resolution on my monitors uh, when I'm doing that. And it, this one, um, I'm looking it up now here while I vamp a little bit trying to find the resolution. And yes, it does, Mike. Size does <laughs> matter in this case. So we won't go any further than that. And I cannot find the resolution. Um, uh, it's 20, the, almost 25, the same. Oh, go ahead. 25. 2560 by 1440. Right. Thank you. It's almost the same resolution as my iMac. That's what I was going for. So slightly smaller screen, but the same resolution. But I, and I know I've picked other monitors, I've picked monitors before, but I just like monitors. And this is uh, the nice thin monitor, which I really like. They do have another one out that has a speaker built into the base of it, but that one was a bit more expensive. It went outside the price range, so... That's that's kind of the way it goes. That's why I chose this one. But it's a very nice monitor. Dell makes really good monitors. Um, I, the one, I have a Dell that's over my shoulder that I know Mike and Elisa might be able to see. That's the first 19-inch LCD panel I ever bought. And that thing's got to be 10, 12 years old now. It still works and looks perfect despite the kids sneezing on it and everything else over the years and having to clean the, get out the goo gone, you know, <laughs> wow. and clean it off. So, well, yeah. And, uh, we had free dump day a couple weeks ago here and I finally got rid of my, what was it? A 20 inch, uh, cornerstone monitor, uh, otherwise known as the hernia maker. Oh, um, God. Yeah, it was a big one. Uh, and, you know, it was a nice one. It had dual input so you could hook two computers and push a button and switch back and forth between, uh, you know, two computers, one monitor. Uh, but, yeah, the beast was just big, and it had a slight burn-in problem. You could see it looked like a Windows uh, uh, warning box had been up there for too long, so it's got a, it had a burn-in issue. So we finally got rid of that, and we replaced it with – well, where my daughter works after their monitors are out of warranty, they give the old ones away. And she said, do you want one? I went, hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, I grabbed one of those. And so that's what I'm using right now. And it seems to be an acceptable monitor. But, yeah, it'd be nice to have a big one, like, say, ultra sharp. And, um, you know, bigger is better, usually. In, in the case of monitors, bigger is always better. Yeah, so said the monitor king. Yeah, who sits in front of three at the po- at this point in time, so. Right, that strange glow around you has nothing to do with your monitors, I'm sure. So yes, it has. the The lovely tone of my skin is not from not from the sun; it's from the monitors. It's that infrared uh, tan. So yeah, precancerous glow. There we go. So, folks, with that, we'll wrap the show up. So we'll go around the virtual table here, and you can find it. And everybody can tell you where you can find out more about them. I cannot talk. Miss Baselli, would you like to give the listeners uh, a heads up to where they can find you? Twitter at SenseiDai and 3GeekyLadies.com, the number three spelled out, which is the podcast I do with Vicki Stokes and Suze Gilbert. Yes, I just listened to the travel episode. Very good. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It was a very good episode. Michael, would you like to share your location or otherwise criminal intent? 
<laughs> well, as we go around the virtual table, it's virtually not impossible to find me. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak, that's M-C-P-E-E-K, and I got my gratuitous plug-in for Sci-Fi Tech Talk. So if you want to check us out, go to sci com. Very good. Folks, if you want to find out more about me, you can find me over on twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A, or if you go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder, that links back to that and other crimes I may have committed in the past. If you want to find out more about the show, go to geekiestshowever.com. And remember, reviews and comments and iTunes are always welcome, and we really do appreciate those that have done that. It does help the show get discovered. Well, folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. We are hoping that Melissa is listening and literally choking on things right now as she listens to the show. That's always our goal, to try to make her choke, even though Elisa's job was to try to kill me this week. I thought I did pretty well. You did pretty good. You did pretty good. I I had a couple heart palpitations, so you were in the the ballpark there. Okay, good. Good. My, My work here up, is complete. Yeah, Mike threw up a couple softballs. You swung at him, and it, you know, <laughs> it all worked there. So, yeah, yeah, Lisa hit. No, I'm not going to say that. Anyway, folks, we thank you for being being with us this week. And please remember, if you do nothing else between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. Hi, I'm Bart Bouchard, host of the Let's Talk Apple podcast. Every month I gather together a panel of Apple followers and we digest the month's Apple news. Our aim is to step back and take a 40,000 foot view of all things Apple. We're the perfect complement to the many great daily news shows out there. Listen and subscribe at www.letstalk.ie.